Less than 24 hours, Georgians will be under a shelter-in-place order. McDonald, though, said he did not know the man was handcuffed and was trying to use his foot to pin him to the ground so he could be handcuffed. If your friends, neighbors, or local organizations are not complying, report them to us. Howdy, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Free Georgia Podcast. My name is Jake Green, and today I'm joined by Tim Leslie and his wife, Amy. How are y'all doing? Doing all right. All right, Tim. Um, I was told your story by one of our fellow libertarians here in Atlanta, um, and he sent me some links to to what y'all been going through for the past year or so. Um, can you kind of fill us in on just give us a brief rundown of how it all started and and what's happening? Yeah, um, we uh, we're, we're in the middle of COVID. Uh, People were getting laid off. It was getting pretty scary. Didn't know what was going to go on uh, financially. And uh, we looked around and thought we would buy a piece of property that we could, you know, kind of hold up in, uh, start our farm, uh, raise our family and not be in the city. Um, and also keep the, the cost of living down to the point where we could survive it, regardless of what the economy or what happened with the economy. Um, so we looked into Rome, Georgia and realized their laws didn't permit what we wanted to do. Um, we looked through Polk County and um, there was no laws in there saying that we couldn't do what we wanted to do. Um, and there were actually laws in place that actually, uh, supportive. yeah, supportive of what we wanted to do. So it was like, great. Um, met a, a gentleman, um, uh, a real, real estate, uh, uh, person. And he goes, well, that property out there that you're looking at floods, I got this other property. It's off of Cape spring road. Come take a look at it. We saw the property, um, had a septic tank in place already. Um, it was fenced in, needed a quite shed. a bit of work, had a shed on the property. Um, everything fit the bill. It was, uh, it was ag land. It's what we needed. Um, so we, uh, Amy, my wife, uh, myself and our friend Matt bought this piece of property over on Cave Spring Road. Um, and I worked on it for a couple months, um, clearing the land. There was uh, blackberry bushes, 12, 13 feet high. I had to actually run them over with my truck to get them low enough to be able to cut them. You couldn't even uh, wow. see the yeah, we didn't know we had a shed on the property until after we started clearing. We found this building. Um, and it's only a three-acre property, so it's not like it's, you know, a half a mile away. Um, yeah, that, that's yeah, words of brush for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we cleared it by hand. We uh, used a push mower, machete. Um, we used a little burn pit because we didn't want to have a big bonfire and catch the, the place on fire. But we, we did it. Um, got it cleared. Uh, found out where the septic tank was. We knew we had the lid. We knew where the lid was, but we didn't know where all the lines were, so we had to keep digging and keep clear clearing. one section at a time yeah. until we found it. Um, so the, once we got it cleared and ready, uh, we had uh, first got a spot ready for our animals. Uh, our animals were over first, chickens and goats and ducks. Um, when we found the septic, we brought the camper over on Saturday well, night. And this whole time we're, we have an amicable relationship with the neighbor. He's very excited that we're clearing this lot that has been vacant and overgrown for a decade. Over, yeah. And he is just absolutely thrilled that something's being done with the property. And we talked to him about our goals and we talked to him about our plans and everything seems like it was going to be perfect. Um, yeah. So we, we brought our camper out on a Saturday night. Uh, in I, October. In October, I had leveled the, the ground in one spot over by the septic line so that I could have it hooked up to my camper. Uh, ran the water lines, uh, hooked up solar, built a solar array because they were giving me a hard time about a dress and getting power hooked up. So I built my own power, um, got the camper out there. Uh, Saturday night, 
uh, got it finished, set up at dark. Monday morning, they were at my gate, code enforcement, um, asking all kinds of questions. And uh, he was uh, he was investigating, even though he was acting like he was being friendly. Um, evidently, the neighbor worked for the county. Um, we, didn't we didn't know at the time. Um, he pulled some strings. And um, evidently for him, they answered the phone calls for code enforcement on the weekends. Um, they told us that uh, we had to be gone. We had to leave. We printed out the law showing we could stay there. Um, he goes, look, everything looks legitimate. If you don't see me again by Friday, uh, you're golden. It's like, great. You know, it says it black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we didn't, see we, him we didn't see him on Friday. So we thought we were good. Uh, Monday morning he shows back up and he goes, listen, this is coming from higher up. It's not for me. I don't want to do this. Uh, but I got a job to do. Um, if you're not out of here by whatever date it was, uh, Tuesday, I think he said, um, I'm gonna have to write you a citation. So I thought to myself, well, you know, if you can show me where, or I told him, I said, well, you can show me that these codes aren't valid or these laws aren't valid or what I gave you doesn't mean anything. I'll hook up my camper and go. Um, if you can't, then I'll see you in court. Um, I also asked him, uh, you know, if he thought this was the right thing to do and, and if he thought he was following the law. Um, he goes, well, I'm being this. I'm just following orders. And I said, well, they did that in Nazi Germany. Um, <laughs> that was the last time they uh, he made eye contact with me, but he gave me that citation. So. Yep. What, what was that, the citation for? Like, how can he write a citation for something that isn't illegal? So he wrote a citation. Uh, it said he hand wrote in living in camper. Uh, but the code violation was for a uh, was a residential building code violation. So if you're in the middle of building a house, you have to get a slup permit that costs seventy five dollars on residential prop or residential land to have a camper there to stay in while you're building no, your not house. A, it, it, it doesn't mention a camper. It doesn't say camper. It says trailer. It says a well, so temporary that, right. building or right temporary or structure construction trailer. Right, and right. Uh, that, that's for a different thing than an RV. Yeah, it is. it's a vend recreational vehicle, which is different than than a uh, than a quote unquote trailer. Um, but yeah, so they but the only thing and any of the laws that we read through the entire code. That said anything about living in anything was him handwriting it in. It never actually said it in their codes. And so what's funny is that the line item above the code that he cited us for, it says, unless it is permitted, it is prohibited. But we showed in the code where our land use was permitted. Right. So they literally tried to piece together like different codes pieces of different codes so but that was only to smear us to the public on paper they cited us with 710.02 and that is the temporary buildings and structures uh during construction and what's funny is that the shed that's on the property is technically a temporary building Mm. so Technically, according to the code that they cited us, we should have had to remove the shed as well. <laughs> but, but they never, they never mentioned the shed. <laughs> they don't care about the shed. No, they don't. They don't care about the barn across the street that's falling apart. That'll eventually be in the road one day. Um, they don't care about my neighbor's siding that's rotting off of his house. Uh, but they cared about my my brand new camper that was on my property. Wow! And this was your neighbor who you thought was friendly was and going to cool. be a friend, and um, yeah literally the weekend that you move onto the property in your RV, he calls the, calls the government. Yep. Man. Calls the buddies. Yeah. That happens so quick. Yeah. I I wish I could get him to answer for stuff that quick. (laughs) (laughs) And, And what's really sad is like, so we've moved around a lot and we've been renters. So, you know, our kids have been in different rental houses, 
But this was property that we bought to build a future and put down roots. So when we pulled the camper out there, I was telling the kids, I was like, this is yours. I was like, mm. nobody is going to be able to take this away from you. Mm. And then Polk County was like, watch. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Hold my beverage. Yeah, hold hold my beer, they said. Um, so, yeah, they they uh, wrote the citation. I had a court date. Um, I went in and pled not guilty. They came back out. and Or actually, before I pled not guilty, they actually, uh, the code enforcement officer and the building inspector decided to show up, which I don't understand why. The, I just don't know why the building inspector was there other than a show of force. Um, he showed up, or both of them showed up with uh, uniform, county vehicles, uh, telling me I had to be gone by Friday. Uh, they were going to seize my animals, my camper, my... And this was uh, this, after the citation. After the citation was written. Before the court date. Right. And I have a court date. So I explained to them, I said, do you guys know what due process is? I said, I said, that's what you're violating right now. I said, you're not doing anything until I go into court. Uh, and I assumed they were there to scare me. They're like, oh, if you don't talk to this judge, her name is Christy Garner-Cook. Uh, or was it Cook Christy Garner? Christy Cook Garner. I always mix it up. Um, she's going to speed things up and this, that, and the other. And we'll get you off property we'll, sooner. We'll get you off your property sooner. And I'm like, okay, you guys are full of it. Back out my driveway. Have a nice day. Get out of here. Um, so I go in and plead not guilty. I get a court date of January 27th, uh, which is not even a court date. It's actually like a, a pre-trial hearing if we wanted to change our you know plea or whatever. Um, so I'm like, okay, I got time to get an attorney. Um, or at least I thought. So Christy Cook Garner uh, moved my court date up to the day after Thanksgiving weekend, which gave me four business days to get an attorney. The same judge they threatened with that would speed things up. I don't own a judge. I wished I did, um, but I don't know how the building inspector and code enforcement officer can force a judge to, uh, they might have dirt on her. I don't know what, why they would do that. Um, so I, when I went into court, I asked. They conspired. Yeah, they, they conspired, um, uh, which was definitely a, a violation of, of my 14th Amendment. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I went into court and I asked to have an extension. Um, the judge said no. I went, I asked to so, have it bound and transferred to Superior Court. She said no. Um, I said, I haven't had time to get legal representation. Her uh, response was, you've had plenty of time. Uh, you can represent yourself today. Um, so that's what I did. Um, and he tried to represent himself for the code violation yeah. because that's what he was there for. Right. And when they couldn't argue the code, they said, well, you don't own the property. And he didn't have any of our documentations to prove ownership because he said, it's like, if you run a stop sign, you don't take the title to your car to prove you own the car. Absolutely. You just go to answer for the citation. And so he asked for a recess so that me and our buddy, Matt, who is our, our partner on the land, we could meet up there with the documentation necessary. Mm -hmm. And she absolutely refused to allow us to enter that into the record as well. Because they and, didn't want it. And she made a ruling right then. Yeah, yep. that's ridiculous. Like yeah. she she wants you to provide some type of proof of ownership, but she won't let you go get the proof of ownership. Well, and I wasn't there to defend my ownership. I was there to defend myself against this residential code, which right. was on my land. It was so bogus that they yeah. couldn't defend it. Yep. You know, I, I called, uh, as soon as they came out to threaten me, I'm like, okay, I got to call an attorney because I'm going to need help. So I, I had, a friend tells me, she goes, talk to this guy. He's the, the best attorney in town. What was his name? Oh, um, uh, Bill, Bill, uh, Brad McFall. McFall. Was it Brad? Yes. Yeah. So Brad McFall. I called Brad McFall and uh, I say, hi, my name's Tim Leslie. I've got a problem with Polk County Code Enforcement. 
and I think I need legal representation. This is the beginning of the conversation. He goes, so what's going on? And I tell him he seems very interested. I recite all the codes to him and all the laws that we had looked up before we even bought the property. Um, he starts writing stuff down, or I'm assuming he's writing stuff down. Uh, about 20 minutes into the call, he goes, well, I hate to tell you this, but I worked for the county. I'll be the one prosecuting you. Um, and I said, isn't this a, a, like an ethics violation? Um, and then he hung up on me. Um, so that was the first attorney. So then so, I call so a second he, attorney. He sucked out a whole bunch of information from you that you would have only given to your attorney and is now using it against you. Right. Um, which he didn't even really get to use against me because the law was the law. He just made it to where they wouldn't look at it. Wow. Um, yeah. So the second attorney I call, which is uh, kind of ironic, I asked him right away. I said, do you work for the county at all in any capacity? He goes, no. I said, great. This is my problem. Um, I tell him my problem. He goes, yeah, it says it in black and white. I believe you're right. Uh, this should be pretty easy to take care of. So, um, sorry, my wife's handing me papers. Um, okay. So uh, have the receipt. she has the receipts. Uh, so, uh, I tell him everything. He waits till like two days before court and says, I am so sorry, but I've got a lot of stuff going on and I can't help you. Um, now I've been told that he is actually related to my neighbor's wife. Um, and I don't know if that's why he dropped me or not, or if who's involved in the County and he doesn't want to play with them. Um, but no County or no attorney in this County will even talk to us, um, about the situation. Um, I can't get any representatives. I got the, my state representative, uh, what was his name? Um, okay. So yes. the first, the, okay. The first person we called was Trey Kelly. Trey Kelly. He was the state's. Uh, That's our state state's representative. Right. So he basically looks at me and says, I don't know what you want me to do about it. Yeah. Uh, he also he, worked for the law firm, the second law firm that dropped me right before court. But he also was being indicted for his involvement in a hit and run where him and the, what was it? The police, uh, the chief of police, they didn't follow protocol. They didn't call 911. When a, Meanwhile, a man was dying in the grass. A man was dying in the grass, but his friend called him for his help and they kind of like swept it under the rug. So he was being indicted for that. That's worthy of looking up too, because it just kind of shows that the people, the authorities in this area just do whatever they want. So yeah, perfect example of how things run in Polk County. Uh, my wife got pulled over. Uh, my son was in the front seat of the car. Uh, he was, he's 11 now. He was a little younger, um, but the law says eight. So he, my son actually looked up the law, read the law back to my wife and said, no, they, they recommend 12 or 13 or whatever he goes, but the law says eight. So my wife's like, you know what? You can sit up front. You've, you've proved that you can do it. So she gets pulled over in Polk County. My son and wife both recite the law to the officer who pulled them over for him sitting in the front seat. He's of size and age and perfectly legal. And the officer's response was around here, we say 13. <laughs> and with that, let her 13. move her car. Yeah, he's around here. We say thirteen. He's you're not moving your car till your kid gets in the back. He didn't seat. give me a ticket, but he wouldn't let me proceed with my day until my son got in the back seat. Wow! Even though he's legally allowed to be in the front seat, uh, so that's that's kind of how they run things. How, um, how many how many rights have y'all had violated at this point? Uh, so they uh, they haven't shut me up. So my First Amendment's good. Um, I still carry my pistol. So Second Amendment's good. I don't think the Third Amendment would apply. Uh, but we definitely don't feel like we're safe from search and seizures. Or we're definitely, our people, persons, and effects are not okay. Uh, so that would be what? The Fourth Amendment? Yeah, Fourth, Fifth. Uh, I don't know. But it's ninth, Fourteenth. <laughs> um, I'm actually doing a, um, a, a YouTube uh, thing where I'm actually doing a constitutional rights for dummies. So, uh, yeah. There's you're like you're going to be an expert on that by the end of this. 
Oh yeah, there's there's like four of them they haven't violated. Let's but that on top of violating our rights, they're slandering our family in public forums. They've yeah. tried to make it sound like we had some like we're trying to build a sustainable micro farm, but they made it sound like we had some tent city where we're like burning trash in barrels and have fingerless gloves that were just warming our hands and that we were dumping raw sewage in our front yard. And well, I my mean, wife has the screenshots to prove. Oh yeah, I've got well. the screenshots. But they you they have a also septic tank. Why would they even think you're dumping sewage in the front yard? Because if they can make the public feel like that, we're not yeah. who we present ourselves to yeah. be, and we still have the uh, um, Scott E. Tillery, uh, he, who the one who rest, he's a county commissioner, who threatened my wife, made the vague threat to be very careful of what she says about him. Um, he. Uh, he said we don't own the property. Yeah, he says we don't own the property. And, that, and that we're misleading the public. And I have screenshots of that. Yep. And Gary Martin, he said the same thing, that we didn't own the property. Except he put his personal phone number up so people in town could call him so he could tell the dirt in person and without this, doing it over the internet. And this is after Scotty Tillery gaslit us and told us that the code didn't say what it actually says and that... Uh, it, that they they are outdated codes that need to be brought into the 21st century. And so, therefore, they're just going to act like the way they want the codes to read is how they read. So we knew he wasn't going to be any help. And Gary Martin, he didn't respond to our email at all. He just flat out ghosted us. Um, Marjorie Taylor Greene got the county's side of the story and then repeated it in a town hall that she then posted on all her social media. And that's after and ignoring me for over a year and a half. After right? ignoring so us. Multiple emails, phone calls, um, and even tried to reach out on social media. Never once have I talked to her. Yeah. Well, I she's talked got a to big her following, a, so that's a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, and our fundraising stopped after she posted the town hall saying that we lost our court case and didn't own the property. Wow. And that was after she, that was after she had her staff tell us that it wasn't her jurisdiction. And I thought I said I thought my constitutional rights were federally protected, um, so it's not a local issue; it's a federal issue. Um, and they kind of ignored that as well. And Jason uh, Anavatarte, he actually was a like person who was involved in the Right to Farm bill, and he ghosted us as well. Yep. We tried several different ways: Facebook, emails, calling his office. And we never heard from him either. And uh, I've reached out to GBI, FBI. I've reached out. Attorney General. Attorney General. Camp. Yep. Parr Kemp. I've reached out to Warnock and Ossoff. And I've reached out. I've reached out to every single person. And I even tell homeless people when we're sitting there waiting to uh, get our stuff together. I'll tell anybody who'll listen. Um, but no representative wants to hear it. But the ones wow. who are running for libertarians, Angela Pence, that Absolutely. was running for, uh, mm -hmm. she was running against Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, for our district. She was fantastic. She cared. She tried to give us a, a platform that we could boost our story off of. Um, Chase for Senate. He's been an amazing listening ear. Shane Hazel for governor. Like These are the people who took time Mm -hmm. To not only listen, but to retweet or try to get other people involved. And those are the kinds of people that, that we feel like we need in office because they're the ones that actually truly want to serve the people. Yep. But yep. all the ones that are currently in office have just done nothing. That's yep. I, uh, they're not interested in actually serving the people. That's why. Yeah. They, they serve no, their they own interests and they serve them. the interests of people around them. Yeah, they want us to pay them with our taxes so they can do what they feel like. Mm-hmm.
Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let, let's 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 pause on uh, some of the more depressing things real quick. And what what were y'all's plans for the property? And like, what what what, what did y'all want to do with it? And what was your vision for it? So. One thing, my, the, the wife and I both have a, a shared dream, and then we also have our own things that we kind of wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to have a clean piece of property, no pesticides, no chemicals. Um, uh, no, no toxic chemicals. No Everything, toxic, every, every, yeah, everything's, everything's chemical. chemical. So uh, we wanted to have a completely organic uh, a farm, um, have our livestock, uh, chickens, goats, ducks, um, have our gardens that are growing um, naturally. Where we use our own organic compost. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of to have a small farm and, and we had a handful of ideas for some products that are farm related that we wanted to get building or start working on. Um, we also wanted to build our house, um, at some point, um, once the business got up, off up, off the ground. Um, we it, wanted a natural pool. Yep. Yeah, a little fish pond, natural pool where I could recycle the water to go back into the garden, um, to waste nothing, recycle everything and, uh, not a completely closed loop system, but. Um, something that we could actually have something to sell to the public um, mm-hmm. that's that's actually healthy and not just looks pretty, but, but and help people like yeah. it, like not just for profit sales, but also to give back to the community because it's a poor community. Yeah, this is one of the one of the poor areas in Georgia, and we could say that because we're poor. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Man, y- y'all sound like you'd be ideal neighbors to live next to. Uh, well, thank you. It's flabbergasting that somebody would, within two days, call the government on you just because they didn't like the RV. Well, yeah. and and he, he could have came over and talked to me. We've had a had a pretty good relationship, you know, joking around mm-hmm. uh, before all that. Uh, if, if he didn't want to see my camper, I so after all, they started coming over to visit, he actually came over to the fence and blew up at me, uh, started cussing, and I had my daughter with me. And I asked him, I said, Paul, regardless of what you think is legal or not legal, I said, would you like me to put up a privacy fence? And he never would answer the question. Um, and uh, it's because they, he wants to control what's going on on my property, not. But wood was so camera. expensive back then. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't say yes, because I probably <laughs> couldn't have built the fence fast enough. But Yeah. So we always intended to build a forever home, but we we definitely planned <coughs> on taking our time. Like we saw the second and third order effects of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We knew there was going to be shortages. We knew that there would be inflation. We knew that these were things obstacles that we were going to have to overcome Mm -hmm. so we wanted to be as tight and sustainable and self-sufficient as possible and um we knew we couldn't float rent but keep in mind that they kicked us off the property we were paying for when there was an eviction moratorium yeah you couldn't find a place to rent and they weren't even kicking out non-paying tenants four days before christmas good luck find a place to live Wow. wow so and, you know, one of the reasons that we picked that location is because it's really close to Cave Spring. It's uh, And Cave Spring does multiple festivals and farmer's markets uh, a year. Mm. So it's like eight minutes away from there. Oh, and then perfect. we also, yeah, so we could just be constantly involved in the local community. Mm-hmm. And we love that area. We love going to the spring and there's a, a pool, the spring fed pool down in cave spring. Our kids love it there. It's so cold mm-hmm. and it's far enough away from town where you don't feel like, you know, you're in an HOA, but then it's close enough that it's convenient. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really nice. There's a tractor supply and a home Depot, six miles in one direction, which is like Perfect. 
pretty much where half of our money goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other half goes to gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. We li we live about three minutes from a Home Depot, and I'm there two or three times a day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> Love their scrap wood pile. So what? Uh, what's next? What like what? What's your next move? What What's coming next in this sequence? You know, um, I, I think the only thing that we have left um, that we can do um, is to to sue the county. Um, but we can't do that yet. Yep. Yeah, um, um. So we we have to settle our damages. So every day that we're not back on the property. Mm -hmm. we're still suffering damages. So we've been advised that before we start a lawsuit, we have to get a real estate attorney to help us get back on the property. Mm -hmm. um, that way we don't leave damages on the table. So I don't, I don't know if that's sound advice. But that's what we've been told. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they'll let us, um, but also they can't stop me. They might be able to kick me off of it, but they can't stop me from going back to it. Very true. Yeah. And and they expect us to maintain it. So we don't own the property allegedly, but we're there. the Polk County Animal Control calls to himself. Yeah, 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 they got my number <laughs> because they know that that's our property and the goats are ours. So wow, talk yeah. about the goats. Did you? I heard you had a problem with the goats this week. Oh yeah. Yeah, we uh, we got a call. Um, well, the first I got threatened by. Yeah, so yeah, so a prelude to the goat situation. My wife was threatened by a county commissioner on a on Facebook, our little local vent page. Um, be very careful. Because he said we didn't own the property yeah, he, again, yeah, he, and I called him out. Yeah, he said we didn't own the property, and she had to be very careful what she said about him. Um, basically, she after that, she told him he was a fraud and a liar. Uh, but anyhow, um, Thursday, I get a call uh, saying that our goats are out. So I call the wife. The wife runs down there. The goats are in the fence. Um, I get a call shortly later saying that the uh, director, um, I don't have his name off the top of my head, but um, wanted to speak with us and uh, – I called and left him a voicemail. He called me back and said, listen, I'm going to have to fine you uh, for your goats getting out. It's $250. Uh, he said, I can fine you per goat uh, $250, but I'm being a good guy and only charging you for one. Um, real good that, guy. Yeah, real good guy. Um, and that the county commissioner had complaints. And I thought it was kind of ironic that the county commissioner had just made threats. And now he's involved in my goats being out. Um, so I, he tells me that if uh, I can pay the fine uh, or... I, if I get rid of my goats, he'll get rid of the fine before I have to go to court. Um, I rebuttled with, if I build an enclosure um, that they can't get out of, um, would you get rid of the ticket? Um, and he said he'd have to, he'd have to see. Um, and I, I still don't know that the goats were actually out, but. Um, and they're fully aware of our situation. Like the yeah. only reason we're not there taking care of them is because they forced us off our land. So we can't be there 24 seven. Oh, right. So we built a 3,000, uh, it's actually 3,200 square foot uh, enclosure and some heavy growth that they can chew on for quite a while, um, about $800. And um, I don't know, we have in, in two and a half days worth of work, we put about 20 uh, hours in. Yeah, that's why, we, that's why we look. Oh, actually, if you have uh, almost 50 hours if you do man hours per person. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Excuse me. It's just one thing after the other. And yeah, it doesn't really help at all that, that you can't be there to tend to the property. So things start happening on the property. Uh, oh yeah. Cause if the goats get out and we're there, we say, Oh my God, there's a, a, a break in the fence or they can get out in this spot. Let's go repair, fix, maintain. Right. Um, you know, we, we do have a trail cam that has shown some places where they have gotten out. So we have fixed those, those areas in the fence, but um, mm -hmm. 
you know, they're goats. They're going to do what they're going to do. And if we had <laughs> been there this whole time, that was our plan was clear a section, fix a section. And we could do it in the evenings after he got off work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recently had 55 hatchlings uh, plus some bot chickens um, murdered overnight by fox and or possum. And a raccoon. Um, and a raccoon. We caught the raccoon. We caught the possum. We haven't caught the fox yet. Um, but those are chickens that we raised. Uh, so they got old enough to lay eggs. We bred those chickens. We hatched those eggs. We got those chickens big enough to be out in the environment. Um, and then, you know, two days later, they're gone. Um, wow. If we were there, our dog was barking. I guarantee the fox would not have eaten all of our chickens. Absolutely. Wow. I don't uh... Some of the, uh, you hear these stories sometimes and it's just sometimes leaves you speechless. Like how, how the government can just screw somebody over so badly. Like it's unbelievable. And like, it's so underhanded and sneaky and deceitful, like citing you for things that you didn't do, um, requiring evidence that wasn't even part of the trial that like none of this makes any sense logically but they're still doing it and this is it's a travesty like it's, a, it, it's how they do things in polk county wow yeah wow yeah you know, our police chief actually uh for the first i think four or five years didn't even have an oath and oath of office signed and when they did a freedom of information act uh to see it uh he signed it himself um so i don't know if he's gotten that fixed since then but so technically he was pretending to be an officer for five years that's, That's our place. <laughs> People have been coming out of the woodwork like to support us in our messenger on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And they've been told been just giving us the dirt. And a lot of the stuff we don't want to know. Um, nope. Because we don't want to be involved in any of the, some of this stuff that's going on. But right. Um, you know, it's, we start asking ourselves, are we a fool for standing up for what we think is right and, and what's ours? Um, or are we uh, doing the right thing by not backing down? I can yeah, assure you, you're doing the right thing by not backing down. Well, I, I wouldn't either. Well, because it's not just impacting us. There's other people who are doing the same thing right now. And there's other people who have reached out to us saying that they want to do what we're doing, that they, they can't afford to buy a house right now. There's nothing available to rent. And if there was, the price is too high. They're priced out. The average income in this area uh, for an individual person is about $18,000. Um, they are never going to buy a $300,000 home. No. Oh, that's the other thing. So at the beginning of all this, they threatened us that they wouldn't allow us to build a home on our property. And then on January 1st of this year, they made good on that threat. Our property parcel is 2.98 acres. Mm -hmm. And they just raised the minimum building requirement for development of agricultural land, which is what ours is to a minimum of three acres. So now we can't build a house at all. Unless we rezone our property to residential, but then we can't have our farm. It's 0.02 acres. Yep. It's 800 square feet. That's the difference. Yep. What a, oh my gosh, that is so underhanded and sneaky. Yep. And that that was the decision that was made by the county commissioners. It wasn't like the people voted on that. And we didn't move into an HOA because we didn't want to be managed by an HOA. And they are selectively enforcing their made-up codes. So we've got uh, campers that people are living in that have been given permission to live in their campers uh, by the 
building inspector, code enforcement officer, what have you. We've got houses that don't meet the 1,200 square foot requirement because they're buddies with the, the building inspector. Um, if you're not in, you're 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 not in. Um, wow. And we're we're not in. So. Wow. None of those other RVs live next to your neighbor. <laughs> no, no. But you can drive down the main main road 278 coming in from Dallas, um, and there's five that you can see coming into Paul County. Um, just right out there. And, and one of them actually does look like a tent city on a hill. Yeah, and, and God bless those people. They're not bothered. But we, and we have pictures, but we, we won't release the, so, the I, addresses because we don't want to hurt these people. Right. We don't, you just want to show want, examples that this is a normal thing in the area. Yeah, right. we don't we don't want other people to be harassed just in case. See, you I, know. And I'm a little bitter because these people know what's going on. And they're watching us get railed and they're being real quiet. And I understand that they're scared that they're going to get in some kind of trouble or be messed with or whatever, some retaliation against them. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I kind of want to put them out there, but I'm not going to. Um, I, I, kinda... I, I, get, I get that urge. And I think it's, it's honorable to not do that. Um, yeah. I think, you know, the first person to bust through the wall always gets bruised, you know? Oh yeah. And, and the nail but, that sticks up gets hammered first. There you go. <laughs> yeah. But like, Things won't ever change if if people like you don't stand up for themselves. And absolutely, like, they can intimidate. You know, they've clearly intimidated people and forced them into doing things that they didn't want to do, um, and forced them to live ways that they didn't want to live. But it's, you know, I know I understand that it's extremely painful and it's lasted a long time, but it is a admirable and needed thing to do what y'all are doing, and we. Libertarian Party is in full support of y'all. Um, Thank you. We're, yeah, I, I, we're gonna keep spreading your story far and wide um, for the you know as long as we can until it gets resolved. Um, speaking of that, what is so? What can people do to help? Like, what what can we do to help? If you know of a real estate attorney that can help us try to get back on the property that's one of our goals right now is to um so we do have some funding that we've got set aside that could go towards it like i said after marjorie taylor green posted that we didn't own the property on all of her social media our fundraising pretty much stopped mm. but we have our uh, in savings what we have so far to go towards it um so a real estate attorney we need yeah, yeah. Um, um, we, and how to, how to, um, as far as we, on our, uh, on our Facebook page, we have, uh, call to actions to call the County commissioners that would help too. Um, we've had, um, there's that there's uh we have a GoFundMe. Um, uh, we, don't we like using, swapped over did we? to, yeah, we don't want to use it anymore. Cause the give, send, go. Give, send, go. After go, after GoFundMe's thing with the Canadian truckers. <laughs> yes. Good call. We, we let go of our GoFundMe right after we finally got it published in a news story too. Like it couldn't have been the worst timing, but we, we moved over to give, send, go. And the give, send, go is linked on our Facebook page. And then, um, what else do we need to do? Um, we'll take I don't know. I would. I, we've tried to schedule a protest before. We have petitions. We we've been told that we have to have wet ink signatures, that they don't accept digital signatures because mm. people can create fake emails. Yeah. And so they want wet ink signatures. So I've got two notebooks, people who are local and people who are out of town. But every time I try to post an event, on the event page, they censor me and they won't post the details of my event. 
Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my yeah. But anytime we say, we, if we post something that's factual, that kind of um, doesn't put whoever's doing the wrong in a bad light, if they're, if they're on the in group, they delete that comment. Um, so wow. if, if we say something that's just like, Oh, you know, you're doing a great job in downtown rock Mart. They're going to, they're going to let, let that stay on there. But if we say, Hey, this guy's a crook and he's your County commissioner, they'll delete that in a heartbeat. Oh yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so my goodness uh, okay well we're gonna i'm gonna when i edit this video i'll put all the links uh in the description i'll put the links on the screen um we're gonna try to get as much publicity for y'all as we can um, appreciate that absolutely um do y'all have uh anything else you want to talk about before we before we go <laughs> amy looks like you're scrolling through some stuff oh so i have these in digital format this is the judgment against us it is the agricultural district um code that we printed out to show to the code enforcement officer it is the copy of the um citation and his original court date that they then moved up the copy of his trial hearing notice where they moved it up. So I actually have uh, the judge. She goes, she goes, if you, if you want to appeal this, you go right ahead and gave me a big old smirk. I'm walking out the door. So I started the appeal process about three hours after that um, and got the judge, the Superior Court judge, uh, Lim Ming, uh, Ming Lim. I always say, I say names backwards. I think I'm dyslexic, uh, verbally <laughs> dyslexic um, to accept the appeal. Uh, so I went down to the courthouse to pay the money to have the paperwork transferred to magistrate to Superior Court. Um, oh, it's not ready. So, well, okay. first they and, and she said in that paperwork that we did we were not supposed to appeal it to Superior Court. Yeah, she was very. The judge was very upset that we didn't appeal it to Planning and Zoning. That we appealed it to Superior Court. Yeah, and I knew where I was going to get with Planning and Zoning, which is why I appealed it to Superior Court. Uh, and then she seemed very upset. Yeah, she that, was very upset that the judge accepted our appeal. Yeah, and then they gave us the runaround. They kept saying that we had to pay Superior Court. And Superior Court said, no, you have to go to Magistrate. Magistrate will send it over. So the last time I got up there, they said, oh, we're not ready. We'll, we'll, uh, when we're ready, we'll send you the thing. So I've been up there like three times. I think I videotaped two of them going up there. Yeah, and um, he wasn't employed yet. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't working. Uh, I was in, the middle, in between jobs. And I actually, I just started, but I was waiting for my first round of checks. To waiting come in. for the first round of checks. Um, so the judge goes ahead and sends this order. Now, we don't have an address. So if you're going to mail something to us, we're not going to get it. We don't have an address now. We're living in an RV park. They refused to give yeah. us an address for our parcel because it would be confusing to EMS. So basically, if we oh, call that's EMS. That's so confusing. They, yeah, they, what's your address? I don't have one. Okay, we'll be right there. That sounds confusing. <laughs> but um so anyhow uh she sends the order that if it wasn't paid by a certain date that it was going to be thrown out of court and that's what happened he didn't have a paycheck by the arbitrary date that she set even though i had email. cash cash three times up there yeah um not knowing how much the actual amount was because they wouldn't tell me and not knowing who to pay because they wouldn't tell me uh one time they told me my i said well what kind of deadline do i have they said that's an attorney question yeah and we don't have an attorney <laughs> so i was like okay great you guys are helpful yeah, and then uh, my favorite was the email came in. like It was like right after the holidays. So the court was closed all the way up until oh, yeah. the day the payment was due. Oh, and then he didn't, have, he didn't have a paycheck until the following Friday. Oh, so, 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 so yeah. They also, just, when I went to court and I had to defend myself, they actually opened up court in Polk County, Georgia, just for me that day. Nobody else was seen. Um, they, they rushed me up, so I had four days to get an attorney. But they was closed down because of 
of, of holiday and COVID. Um, yeah, they weren't I, even trying criminal they cases. They weren't trying criminal cases. There was DUIs that were over a year old that they'd been waiting on. Um, but they opened up court uh, on my court date for just me um, to prosecute me and then closed it back down after I was done. Goodness gracious. Uh, <laughs> there's just no words. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can't believe it either. If we didn't video record this stuff and write everything down, I wouldn't believe and, it either. And like I said, so I have um, – I have these where I did like tiny scanners so I can send them to you. And we also have like screen grabs of some of the conversations, like where the County commissioner threatened me. Um, I took screenshots of that conversation and I posted it on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason so, we, we, we thought if they're going to get this dirty, uh, how far are they going to go? We had a couple, actually more than a couple people tell us, say, Hey, lock your door, car doors. Um, make sure there's nothing in your vehicle before you leave. Um, that you will get drugs planted on you. And it just so happened um, around that time, there was a gentleman that uh, had his vehicle parked at the hotel up here and had one of the ring cameras outside. Mm -hmm. And the officers were actually going in and out of his vehicle. Now I didn't see what was in their hand when they were going into the vehicle, but they were definitely illegally going into this guy's car. Um, And he caught them on the ring. He caught them on the ring. And then he, he actually got rid of the drugs as soon as he found them the next morning. Um, and it has been trying to get the GBI involved and everybody else. Now, two of those officers that were involved, I guess, don't work for the county anymore. Um, so who knows? But yeah, if anybody knows how to get somebody to investigate government, like who in government investigates themselves, I don't know. Something, something needs to happen. Wow. Yeah, something clearly needs to happen. The, the one threat that they haven't, uh, that we've been told that they will do, uh, this is by locals, that they'll use uh, uh, defects or child welfare against us as a weapon. Uh, they have not done that yet. Knock uh, on wood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to a guy in a couple of weeks about, about a case like that. Um, it, it's crazy. People will do anything um, to get what they want. Yeah, oh, I don't man. think the county realizes how, uh, how strong in our resolve we are. Yeah, um, and most I mean, people most people back down. I mean, uh, we're not the Bundys yet. Like, no, we're not gonna yeah. be. Hopefully, not ever doing a an armed human wall. I've, yet, I've had but... offers. I've had offers. <laughs> I said I could have I could have three hundred men standing around your property. Put your camper back. I'm like, eh, I'm not quite there yet. Uh, <laughs> but we get closer. <laughs> yeah, you're in a good state <laughs> for that. George boys are are good with that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, y'all. I'm very sorry for y'all's current situation. Um, we're going to, you know, like I said, promote it, try to try to get people to look at it, try to put some pressure on Polk County. Um, yeah. Do y'all have, y'all have anything you want to, you want to say before we sign off here? I can't think of anything. I think we talked about everything. Well, I I'm do, sure there's some, I'm sure there's stuff we, we completely forgot. Or I do just want to, I don't know if any of them listen, um, but anybody who has contributed to our our fundraising already anybody who has put our story in front of somebody else so that they could see it anybody that signed our petitions just thank you so much for every little thing that you have done it has made us cry it has made us just so we're so humble and thankful for the show of support and comment sections like you have no idea how much it means to see the ones out there supporting us that are. Oh yeah, a lot better than the stuff I read on Reddit. That was horrible. Oh, <laughs> and poll. 
don't go on Reddit. No, yeah. no. I was like, hey, they're talking about me on Reddit. I'm like, what do you mean I should put a bullet in my mouth? You guys are horrible. Yeah, I, don't go on Reddit to try to find solace for anything. No, no. no. <laughs> Some of the stuff they said was pretty messed up, but also kind of funny. So, yeah, I mean, there's some funny things, but it's mostly just messed it's, up. Yeah, it's trash. It's trash. Yeah. Well, y'all. Thank y'all so much for joining me. Um, I really appreciate y'all taking the time out of your very busy day from corralling your oh. goats. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for uh, you know giving us this opportunity to speak. Um, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll try to get y'all some help. And uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Free Georgia Podcast. We'll see you next week.